If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and podcast about them. My name is Luke Kondo of Kate and joined by my regular co-host, podcast host person, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ben Podcast Errington. And podcast uh, extraordinaire, Mr. Andy Podcasting Conduit Hyphen Turner. Hello, everybody. Conduit Hyphen Turner. Yeah iPhone <laughs> yeah sponsorship Spon- hashtag sponsored <laughs> isn't it uh, weird how, how the term podcast is really stuck but considering yeah. it was coined for iPods and iPods didn't an iPod recently get uh, like put out of but just, out of been, yeah. just been <laughs> sent into oblivion right be zoomed yeah, next bang just shot the yeah. iPod straight in the face I just like uh, audios originally or just I mean what were they before podcast? I mean, they were just bits um, of radio without the music. Spoken words, just poetry. Yeah. It's just audio books we're putting out every week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, little little audio books with typos. That's when we make a mistake. Do you yeah. remember the first podcast you ever listened to? Um, probably either. Richard Herring, as it occurs to me, or Adam and Joe when they were on the six one on yeah, BBC Six. Music. Yeah. yeah, I think it yeah. may have been Adam and Joe or maybe the Russell Brand show that was on radio those two, two shows that yeah. I maybe it was Ricky Gervais show actually, but it's those two shows, Adam and Joe show and, Ricky, and Russell Brand show that I kind of absolutely <laughs> like fell in love with and yeah, like so re-listened just... to episodes. Yeah. Had to go back to it, and it was just yeah. the, the 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 radio show with all the songs stripped out. Essentially, wasn't it? It was like yeah, but on the Adam and Joe show, they would add in the stupid jingles as a way to kind of <laughs> stick to the episode together. But the jingles yeah. made it so good. Adam and Joe was brilliant, and that yeah. was back in the day when you had to like 
find it on iTunes and download it yeah. to not even your phone, but that separate device that you, you used to carry song around. Was? Yeah. yeah, where every week they write a song and so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, quantum solace. I forgot Look what far... it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Look how far we've come now. Yeah. Now we're now doing. No, even we've got a podcast. Even yeah. us, three guys. We haven't got a radio show. No, uh, no have you? I feel like no. it's been. I feel like podcasting was given away by the celebrity elite, and then people like us get in, and now I get to frown and grind my grind my teeth whenever. Possibly even listeners. Before you started this very episode, there was someone who's legitimately famous from television or radio going, "Hi, got a new podcast, chatting to my mom about um, <laughs> just just what's, just what's going on." Politics. My mum, my mum, she's a massive racist. I'm not. Let us listen to us debate every week on this. It's funny. It's for all but the you, family. You can't say that anymore, mom. With me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ah, yeah, but yeah, we've reclaimed podcasting for the for the working stiff. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> working stiff. <laughs> working stiff. I got a Joe, new Joe Soap. Billy Public. That says. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. Billy Public. Uh, Billy Public urination. That's that's me. But here we are. Episode two hundred and thirty-two. That's a lot, isn't it? That is a lot. Yeah. You made the face then, Luke. Uh, like when somebody I have not seen the episode number for a long time. I didn't realize it was that high. <laughs> when somebody tells you like something happened 50 years ago, you remember this? Yeah. It was 50 years ago. Ah! <laughs> Start planning at 250 soon. My goodness. Oh wow. What should, what, what could we do for that? Everybody treat themselves to a nice 250 piece chicken Cheesecake. nugget meal. Cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good cheese idea. bites from Burger King or McDonald's when they're no, on real, real horror news. I think it was in, you know, when you open a new tab on your browser and it goes, you know, here's the MSN homepage. Yeah. Well, like I saw something that said like man dies after eating 130, 132 nuggets or something like that. And then just, just stop it. Some, yeah, someone had quoted. So 131 is the limit. <laughs> well it depends on the person no 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 not no, interested that's like a banana like if you have five you're fine if you have six you'll die yeah. like peter andre almost did that time did he have did too he? many also that when you put them out they put them out in a bunch all tied yeah. together <laughs> with a sticker Classic. on them yeah <laughs> they reform to make a new banana <laughs> shitey nana oh, yeah it's a shame isn't it uh, how many how many chicken nuggets do you think you could eat? Because I've I've done a twenty box before, and I've I've been I felt like I could have done more. Oh, back in my peak, like shit eating days of like you know <laughs> being like my... a, being no being like a teenager when you could just eat things and not die, mm. or like you know fall into a coma afterwards. I do it on a lunch break, working at a game down in the basement. Stand up so you don't get tired. Snuffling all over his face in the box. Have it on a shelf. I'd perhaps sort out a bit of pre-owned, alphabetise them while I was there. Another copy of FIFA 2006, eh? <laughs> 50p. And he's been in the basement for a long time. Don't look at me! <laughs> I'm, eat, I'm eating 20 nuggets. And if you and if you didn't get Belly enough dips... poking out of his T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Swallow them down like a snake. That's the, that's the... <laughs> half man, half nugget. Yeah. There we go. You got to eat fast and trick your stomach into yeah, thinking. Yeah, takes takes a few finished. minutes to know you're full, doesn't it? So you got to get them down before you can send that message. 
Yeah. And then your belly goes, you tricked me. That's too many. I would have told you. Oh, well, you've got you now. I reckon that's one of the things that old Pinhead would pull out these days. If he comes back, have all, the nugget, have all the nuggets in the world, like Homer Simpson. If you pull out one of um, Pinhead's pins, you think he deflates like a balloon. Starts floating around the room. Or you could like try and maybe use like one of those puzzles on the crystal maze where there's a right sequence you could press that all of them would go in. Yeah. And it'd just be a smooth man covered in little little dots like a mocap suit. You know those things from the 90s that there's needles and you put your face into them. I was thinking of that just a second. I think he did that on his head. On a defective one. Put it backwards. What did you like to do with that needle thing? What was your your face in and then you start tongue in? Yeah. yeah, stick your tongue out. Good. Yeah, that was good. I used to just like put my middle finger. Oh up, yeah, lots of, fish. Lots of and then stuff. and then and then show it to someone, and then then they go, "Oh, what?" It's not me. <laughs> it's the pinboard. That's Kryptonian <laughs> technology. That is. In the if future. we ever do, <laughs> if we ever do like, uh, if we ever like write a nineties horror movie, a ghost movie, we'd have one of those on the side, and we'd have a face look through oh. when no one was behind it, or yes. or, or, the, or the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. What else could you have in a 90s? Uh, slinky going down the stairs. One of oh, those like oh, plasma balls. One of those plasma balls that you put like your oh, hand yeah. against there. Super soaker. Did you, Did you set up those? those ones yeah. like, in a Super soaker full of acid. That's how you'd fight them. Yeah. <laughs> full of acid. Why would really, it melt? Just really hot water. <laughs> Boil the kettle and pour it into your super oh, yeah. soaker. That's like a, <laughs> it's like so a low rent flamethrower. Yeah. So you kill an ant's nest. Take yeah. it. <laughs> Don't do that. What else is going to be in your nineties thing? Um, all that, that you've, you've already nailed it with the you've already nailed it with the with the Tazos, obviously. Lava lamp. Lava lamp. Starts playing. It's Leave out. it on too hot. Yeah. God. Haunted. Are we talking haunted nineties yeah. objects coming to life and fucking you up? Uh, lava lamps heavy as well, and I always feel like I was always t- was ever anyone else tempted to just like crack one Eat open it. and have a little drink? Yeah, have a taste no, of it. No, no. Crap one open and have a swig. <laughs> I never did it. I never did it, but I always kind of thought about it. I'd look at it and go, I wonder what it tastes like. I wonder if it would kill me. Um, but I never did it, which is probably, probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> probably yes. Mighty Max and or Polly Pocket. Yeah. You get stuck in the thing, in the little game. You get thing. shrunk down. You get shrunk down yeah. to the size of it, and then all of the little things, things come to life. Around. Yeah, and then like all the you. bottom and yeah and you've got like if then in the toy room if you've been shrunk down and you get out of them there's a massive boggling just in the outside oh <sighs> yeah boggling it's a massive boggling that's my mum oh that's no a great, that's a great name boggling why aren't goblins just called boglins anyway yeah. like it suits them or copyright is a, issues yeah that's a great whoever came up with that one they, they won life had a good yeah. had a good selection of mini boglins there as well they were the blind bags you get out Collect them all. What a time! Yeah, yeah. What a collecting what a stuff was big. Do kids oh. still collect stuff now? They don't. But what they should do is get those aliens that are inside, like squidgy aliens that stick to things in gunge, in the leg of gunge. And everyone was like, it, it gives birth to another alien if you leave it for long enough. Yeah. If you put it on top of your microwave or you <laughs> stick yeah. your finger in there, it will give birth to another alien. <laughs> if you it cut it enough. <laughs> <laughs> never ever happened. No, uh, it's given birth to looks like legs. <laughs> uh, okay, what have we got? Got horror yeah. news? Got some horror news? Should we should we move on? Yeah, let's do a little bit of horror news. We've reminisced. There's been a couple. Yeah, we've reminisced about the past. We've become those guys. 
Um, and now let's talk about the future. Like two, coming? Let's talk about the future. Exactly. Great segue. I was trying to trying to craft a segue, but that's why that's why you're here to segue champ. Lead me, segue champ. Uh, a couple of teaser trailers this week. A teaser trailer we mentioned last week because it was going to be released, and now we've seen it. But now there's two versions of it floating around. One which is probably. Mm a little bit better than the other. The Resident Evil television series, which is going to debut on Netflix July 14th, 2022. There's a teaser trailer. Um, and it looks like it's, there's like two timelines. Now, apparently I've read somewhere that the video game franchise is canon to this. Or this is canon to the video game franchise. The video games count as the backstory, allegedly, even though we've got Wesker existing. In really? This. this is canon with the yeah. games? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, no. there's, there's, there's a lot of games, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of crazy yeah. stuff going on, and and probably a lot of inconsistencies. And we're to assume that this is the same Bertie Wesker that died in a volcano. So that's what I thought, and then we're thinking, well, yeah, but now he's we're back, thinking, possibly uh, in a new body. Maybe that's what they'll, ex- they'll explain why he's got better, and he's a dad now, as a father. I've turned my life around. Multiverse, yeah. probably. Yeah, <laughs> the, opening, the opening line is, well, one of the lines in the trailer is, we've got this new drug, right? Um, and it cures depression, yeah. Uh, increases focus, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, and it, what else is it? It's something like, it cures depression, reduces anxiety, and uh, increases focus. Oh, yeah, but it's got a T-virus in it. I'm out. What do you put that in for? <laughs> what, yeah. why, have you, why have you added that? <laughs> is, is Don't that- put the- can you not make that drug without the team virus in it? Is that imperative to making the other things work, like the, the antidepressant? Because you're uh, not depressed or anxious when you're a zombie. Yeah. 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 So it looks like there's two timelines. There's like a 2022 where it's like Umbrella. Why would Umbrella still exist? You know, because... Is it New Umbrella? Is it New Umbrella? For, if it's following with the games, is it New Umbrella from you know, the blue one? Where Umbrella, but nice now. Yeah. It's got to be that, isn't it? Um, and then there's another timeline which seems to be set in 2036, 14 years. There's like a deadly virus. And again, here's, here's the problem I've got. And I don't want to be an go. old stick go in the on. mud. <laughs> but Lay it all out. Resident Evil mm-hmm. and adaptations keep doing global apocalypse. Don't like it. Don't like it. Oh, don't, dude, like world, it. don't like yeah. worldwide apocalypse in Resident Evil. No, I like it, you know. Small, town. It, local, a small town, town apocalypse a building yeah. uh at the very most a, a raccoon city but after that you know yeah. and also because it's, what... it's got a cathedral not even that big sometimes <laughs> just, a, just a single house <laughs> but it's a it's big house just a, house. a single house it's a big house it's got a lab underneath it and there's a shark tank as well yeah. um it reminds me i mean i'll keep it over mind but you that know is, does... that is resi though when i think of resi it is that it's the small single location and then there's the apocalypse level stuff underneath the town. Or Cook underneath it out. Gotta location. watch it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, I'll keep an open mind. It reminds me of the movies, unfortunately. It looks like it looks like it's got very much that kind of sheen cool, to it. Um, like a multicolored caterpillar in it. Did you see that bit? It Did looks you know like the great. Cap- caterpillar? It looks Gotta like the that. great grave digger from um, Capitalist. But even the effects are the capitalist. same. <laughs> even the effects look the same like resident evil the movies did this thing where a huge thing would come out the ground and it did this weird sort of like you might be able to describe it better than me but it's kind of like it's it's a it's a shot that kind of like zooms out like a noisy zoomy thing i know what you mean yeah yeah you know what i mean and that was in the trailer so i was like i don't know it 
it looks like the movies to me. So I'm a bit I'm, like, eh. I'm surprised at this one, Ben. Like, I know that you're the the eternal spring of hope when it comes to a Resident Evil trailer. Normally, I remember yeah. Welcome to Raccoon oh, yeah. City, where you're like, <laughs> maybe it broke me. I'm hopeful. Yeah. Oddly enough, though, I think maybe this is maybe the most interested I've been because I don't know what it is for the first time in a long time. Just like it is your expectations yeah. as much as possible, and you can't be disappointed. I could have, I could have fun with this. I want to see what um, how Bertie Wesker has turned his life around. Um, <laughs> yeah. If he's the same, if he's the same man, is is it going to be like a like a Dallas thing where he just steps out the shower? He goes, "Oh, that was a bit hot." He goes, "Oh, don't say it's too hot, Bertie." Like some people might misconstrue that information, say he died in a volcano. Huh? You, you do that, lunatics. Just had a hot shower, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> oh, the, maybe the games are just fun stories that his kids are writing that star their dad. Yeah, dad, you're the baddie in this because you made me eat my broccoli. Can you imagine? <laughs> that is it. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Confirmed. Got, and you've got oh, you've written you've written about eight of these. Six really goes off the off the handle, but you get better after that. But now back to our normal <laughs> lives as me, your dad, working at a drugs company. Yeah, called Umbrella, which is also in the stories. That's weird. But this um, is a good Umbrella, not a bad one like that. And also, there's been a, in the games. There's been a lot of viruses after the T virus. T virus, yeah. G virus, um, what was the Uruburus? Have you say that one? The mold, the black mold stuff from seven and eight. And then um, you got the is it is six of the not the C virus? Yeah, might just a letter. Yeah. The crap but you gotta virus. go you gotta go back to the original recipe though. Mm. Yeah, that's obviously what they've it's done. It's like new coke, isn't it? It's like actually no good. The original <laughs> recipe. My mind immediately went to the drug then when you said that. Yeah, this cocaine these days, bloody hell, what are they mixing it with, bloody hell? Um, bacon soda. Uh, so another teaser trailer after that, uh, unless anyone's got anything else to say about Resi, no? Uh, looking forward to it, open-minded, Ben, going into it. Not like you, you're yeah, also negative but, about these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna uh, watch it. Here's the thing, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm middle-minded. I would say I'm half open. Mid-man. Half the, door, the door's closed, but it's not locked. It's just on the latch. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. sat on a fence. Uh, but it's uh, you've got splinters yeah. up your ass. You can't wait to get off that fence as soon as soon as you can. Yeah. Um. So this teaser trailer, I mean, I would be happy for it to just stay like this. We've seen this teaser. Let's leave it at that. No more. We don't no need the trailer. movie. We, we don't, don't need the actual movie. movie. <laughs> we don't need a movie. Just, just leave a little it bear dancing about. T virus in that medicine. Be careful. T virus. Oh no! Sorry, I, I I meant the next film I'm about to mention, uh, oh, which right. is the teaser trailer for Prey, the Predator movie, which oh. is coming out on August the fifth, twenty twenty two, not twenty twenty, to coming to Hulu. And this teaser trailer is like forty five seconds long. It's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Tractor, how do you say that name? Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg, who d- who directed Ten Cloverfield Lane. This is oh. like three hundred years in the past, um, in America. I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's out in the Comanche Nation for 300 years ago. Um, story of a young woman, Nauru, a fierce and highly skilled warrior. And you know who turns out there? You it's know who turns out? Zenimal. Yeah, this sounds great. And if you've seen the teaser, it is just enough. It's, it shows you everything you need to know. Here's where the movie's taking place. Here are the characters. 
here's what's going to be happening. There we go. Done. Yeah, I'm interested. I don't I haven't seen that uh, teaser or any pictures. I think maybe I've seen a picture of the three red dots on a woman's three head. little dots on someone's head. That's that's all I need. Uh, but yeah. I mean, the, the predator formula is actually really simple, and they don't need to change it up too much. So this is what I'm excited by. I, I kind of want it in the past because I think that's where that's the predator works really well. Like I don't yeah. think it works when the predator is this hunter. And yeah, he's got a laser gun, but you know, there's all this technology and there's loads of gun dudes that are around that could try and get them. And there's all these things. I want it. I want it to be like the best part of the original predator where Arnie wins by stripping it back to basics and like making traps yeah. and doing jungle stuff. Don't you think that part of the magic of Predator though is the um, the uncovering or, or like witnessing the strange technology mm. and like um, like in number two, like when he kind of he has like a gun shot wound or something, he, he makes like a little blue cocktail and he like pours it on his. Like seeing all of like the weird technologies, bang. bang, and like seeing him take his mask off for the first time and all that mystery that's like kind of gone really mostly. So I don't know how you can get that mystery back in there yeah i don't know i think we'll, we're seeing the, I, I guess the old ones are old enough now that there may be audiences that are seeing this one yeah. as their introduction to the series so that works yeah uh old old hands yeah. like us i guess it's just you're experiencing it with a new character because i guess the challenge now is that if you made a predator movie that's set in modern day yeah. How much of that technology would really blow you away? Because I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh, think yeah. if, if, if like a normal soldier had like a laser gun on their arm, it's not something that you get down the shops. But like, I wouldn't be like impossible <laughs> a laser gun. Yeah, like, the stealth, stealth, even the stealth cloak thing. I've like seen that. I think we've got planes <laughs> that do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, it just and, like, infra- like a, and infrared vision and having a horrible face. I've been down the supermarket. I know people look like that. If you look, if you look for a, a glass of red squash, Ribena, it looks the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. <laughs> infrared vision. You look for a glass wine, of Infrared vision. And that's how you look for xenomorphs. So red wine for people. Rose. White yeah, exactly, wine. Yeah. Oh, if the predator invented rose vision, you could see both. You wouldn't have to keep flipping it. Yeah, he has one on each eyeball. That's why he's always Luke, winking at people. Luke, where's my Ribena? <laughs> just walking down the street like we're holding a glass of Ribena in front of me <laughs> you're right predator fruit and barley they're just there with all the different <laughs> I think just uh, back to basics hopefully this seems like um, obviously I'm, I'm a bit more like ooh, a bit more twitchy about it because I watch well I guess we all watch you'll watch you'll watch Alien was versus... it the predator of oh, the well, the alien versus well obviously predator we've watched predators. both alien versus predators recently we watched the predator for this show so maybe yeah maybe i'm a bit twitchy because of that and yeah but Take... this is an interesting concept Take yeah. what, just we move off it just because of the the similarities they do with it another franchise that i'd like to see take this direction i want to see terminator go into the past and go yeah. after someone you know go after John Connor's great 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 yeah. grandma in yeah. like the witch days, or like they go too far, like the Terminator yeah, rocks up in, in Jurassic Park like day Jurassic period. Whoops! Oh no! Now I just gotta, <laughs> I guess, survive against this T Rex. I don't know how that would work. Gigosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Go. They accidentally do the time machine wrong. Send it back because you can't go forward, can you? In Terminator. 
We can only go back. We can only go back, I think, we, yeah. We, we can only go forward, just generally, in our real lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Let's get Terminator in Jurassic Park times, yeah. or at the very least, Crustaceous. Terminator. Or like medieval, medieval <laughs> Terminator. Versus cavemen. <laughs> Terminator versus, like, bacteria. Neanderthal. <laughs> Terminator versus uh, Pangea. Is that, what, is that what it's called? The- I was just yeah. realizing, I just did a machine gun noise, but uh, if you think about it, he travels back naked and actually collects, collates all of his, his weapons. Where does he get his waves. energy from? What it, yeah. Oh, he's got that battery, hasn't he? And he can throw it out of him like a bomb. Yeah, only after number three, they couldn't do that before. No. I saw I saw a cartoon, like a comic strip the other day, and it was some guys jumping in a in a time machine, and then they were like, yay, the dinosaurs, and then they went to get back in it, and it was unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and that was it, because what would you do? What would you do? Get eaten by dinosaurs, I guess. Yeah, that'd be it. You, you can couldn't do. do anything. You can't. You can't. Uh, would you? I couldn't. You couldn't invent it. Could, you couldn't invent anything. I'd be screwed. You I could invent, like, a uh, sharpen a stick. I've invented yeah, a sharp as far as stick. I go, but I don't know if I'd be happy inventing electricity. No, no, you could you could do that. I guess you could on Castaway. You get pretty far. Something. Even if you died, done. you could write something down. <laughs> well, you could write something down. down on a rock to remind you in the past. Say, remember to bring batteries, and, and before you went oh, back, you would have seen. Oh Jesus! You would mm, have I seen think that. That would decombobulate the universe. What, what, what would you write it uh, write it with? Chisel. <laughs> You've got to invent a chisel first. So confident. Take on with you. Just take a couple of rocks. Do you guys not carry a chisel at all times? <laughs> to so be fair, how would we'll you... drive chisel. How would you do that? Because you wouldn't know where the building is going to be exactly. That's true. It'd be big news if you found like an ancient cave. You do like a really famous landmark, like find the, I don't know, the mountain that Mount Rushmore would be on in the future. Chisel. Yeah. I just draw. I just draw a knob bring, on it. Bring bring back your <laughs> dickhead. Oh. I just I just draw a knob on it with two jizz lines. I would. I I guess you'd have to find somewhere where you think this this piece of rock here is going to be a, for yonks like a really long yeah. time, and you have to write a very specific message. That you know will have your name on it. Your date have your birth. full your full name, your date of birth. When you're about to, when you're going to travel back in time on this date. Yeah, I mean, but then, mad. but then, then you'd immediately parents, know if it worked. Your parents are like, we can't call him. That. That's the name of that guy on that rock. So then your parents won't name you that. Oh yeah. 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 And then you in the past I, be like, ah, oh, bollocks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't name it. I'd just say. Whoever's about to go back in time, remember, remember this. And then when I was like, oh, remember that thing in the news? He'd also while you were there, right, like. Google, Facebook, uh, all these things, copyright, <laughs> this man in the future. And, and then you'd either get back Take and everything's name would be different. Or you'd, yeah. you'd you know, know if it worked immediately. Like as soon as you finish that message, you'd immediately know if it worked. So <laughs> monocle it. appears on you. I'm really rich now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's who what knows? cave paintings were. It's a guy who uh, was able to paint the font, but he used like a, a really weak painting for the word, for the words, and they kind of yeah. faded away. I was like, yeah. I'm going to use my fine liner for this. Yeah. That went within years, within a couple of years. I won't lie, I can't remember what we were even talking about now. The predator. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. So there we go. Um, th- maybe we could make a new podcast where we discuss time travel and stuff because that was interesting, <laughs> yeah. but also definitely hurt my brain. My eyes we are going to start Luke, bleeding. Like, Luke Ben and Andy talk nonsense. The podcast. 
That is this show, right? Solving problems. Uh, to be fair, if we were beloved, um, established comedians from old media, we could do a podcast like that. It's true. It is true. Uh, okay, I'm going to leave it at that for horror news. Has anybody seen anything interesting, exciting, uh, all inspiring, lovely? I've been watching Mud Buffy. We're on season two now. It's it's really hotting up um, in terms of the quality of the production. It is pretty great. The writing is definitely Josh Whedon me. There's been quite a few lines in there, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's. I, I, can we like that stuff now? I, I don't know. Art, yeah. Depends what you're saying. Artist, are, there, I don't know. are there any? Are there any signs? Uh, loads of people going. I cheat on my wife, you know. <laughs> like... Um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's a few times. No, I don't know. A few people say that. <laughs> Why are they always say that? I never put it together at the time. No, no. Yeah. I think I think you can still I think you can still like it. You're not like the honey monster from the other week, standing by someone and going, I condone everything this man does. I still like what they did. Yeah. I'm still not sure about that, the honey monster. I'm gonna try and find this out. I would I just say uh I'm enjoying watching Buffy and uh, it's um fun. Also cats never seen it before, so it's really fun to kind of force her to watch something that she's not that keen on you do you do that thing when you've like you introduce someone to a thing that you like and you're you're sitting there watching it with them but then if they ever turn around it's you like just look in <laughs> see the reaction there's been like look. a couple of character introductions like spike came in on like the very first episode of season two and i was like oh already because i know he's a, he's a keeper character but it feels like it's gonna be throwaway but no yeah <laughs> he's around yeah um also i mean i've been doing actually tons of reading for some reason i've been like on commuting a lot and um a good way to pass the time is to get an audible subscription just listen to tons of audiobooks um and i've been hitting the heavy horror books quite um quite hard uh womb by duncan ralston is an extreme horror book and it is extreme and one of the most extreme horror books i've ever ever read or listened to have you ever read the Chuck Parnick short story no, books? No. Yes. So yes. it's that it's that genre. So it's not like gore. Well, it's kind of gory in some ways, but it's not like extreme in that kind of traumary way. It's extreme in the kind of the sexy way, I guess is the only way I can describe it. The sexual organs are, are all uh, are the the source of the horror. Everyone's it's really, really good. The, everyone's getting their giblets off. No good. It's a bad time. Yeah, well, I would say it's um, it's actually a. Although I don't feel like this is my personal favorite genre of horror, um, this extreme sexual organ horror, I still think it's actually a bit of a masterpiece. Like it's the the setup is really good. So a guy goes to um, a guy called himself Angel, goes to a hotel room, and then pays for uh, a lady of the night, a sex worker to come, um, and then he says, "All I want you to do is sit there. I'm going to tell you the stories that happened." all around this room that we're in now. Um, and he tells her, like, it's a, kind of like a short story collection now. It's like a few stories, and the guy Angel is telling her the, these stories, and it's all leading to something bigger and bigger. And that that single idea is, like, what, why is he telling her these stories? Really pulls you through. And I just couldn't stop listening to it. It's really fascinating um, and gross. Really It does gross. sound good, though. It sounds really yeah. good. Um, and then I'm also reading um, The Handyman, which is the Bentley Little story. Bentley Little is a guy who's been releasing like a new horror novel every year. They all start with the, there's like, there's the association, the mailman, the handyman, the 
don't know, the house. He's got, he's got like tons of these novels now. Um, and no one, I think there's a, a weird thing on the internet. People don't know if he's real. People think he, because he never does any press. Like he's famous for being like non-existent. People think he might be a pen name that a bunch of horror writers got together and made. And they're all kind of just releasing a novel every year, like taking it in turns. Okay. Uh, but, but this one I'm reading at the minute is called The Handyman. And it is awesome. It's so good. So this one, the, the central mystery is the guy, when he was a kid, um, his family bought a holiday home in Orlando, somewhere like that. Um, and a guy who's a handyman built the house for them. But it seemed to be full of traps. Or like, not, it, like shoddy workmanship, potentially, or like genuine traps. And he started to find animal bones in the walls. Cuts many, many years later. The family seems to be cursed for some reason. And we find out that this handyman has done the same thing in many, many different houses. And um, we're kind of realizing more and more what he is. He went to Vietnam and he kind of learned some stuff over there. And it's uh, just a really interesting mystery. Cowboy builder. Now he's a cowboy builder slash like... uh, Trapman. Trapman, but there's like a a supernatural element. Um, Like for for example, one scene, the guy as an adult goes and confronts him goes into the house he goes to speak to him and then before he knows that he's being escorted back out and, he, and the door locks behind him and he realizes it's been six days and he has no idea oh, okay. what happened when he went in the house like that stuff like that is a really really creepy really good idea um, yeah i'm loving it i'm loving this uh getting into the horror fiction again at the minute and commuting's uh, one of the best times for it as well because i yeah love a story but the reality is is that I find most time to read because a lot of my job is reading and writing all day. Yeah. Um, then I love a book to read, but the time I've mostly got to do it is late at night when I'm lying in bed. And then the reality is, is that I've got half a chapter in me before I'm knackered and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And you're not really taking it in. So audiobooks are great when you've got a commute on. Yeah. I mean, I've been a uh, kind of sticking a, stick my earphones in as I'm going to sleep as well and just listening to the story it's quite relaxing to hear a scary story as you fall asleep yeah it's a nice I like a yeah. story related podcast there's a uh, famous one that you guys both know that I quite listen to at a bedtime it's called and the other stories not not don't know if you've heard it you wrote an episode the other day that's uh, being received very well oh yeah I got some very nice messages about it it was lovely and yeah. touched on one of the other subjects we always talk on it's a superhero theme this month right so yeah got a story uh that's tied into that but yeah seems to be going down quite well with people cool uh, and that's about it for me i think yeah you've been what you've been watching <clears throat> um so this week on the weekend i went to the forbidden worlds film festival at bristol aquarium <laughs> it's actually a bristol aquarium because they got an imax screen there an imax screen that hasn't been used to show films like for years and years i think i don't even know if it was even used before this just keep the fish it behind it yeah maybe they had like some sort of like fishy film on there like have a look at these fish deep blue sea um, jaws yeah. <laughs> all of the fishy films but this was organized by um 20th century flicks c- celebrating their I want to say 40th anniversary, something like that. Um, and Bristol Bad Film Club are involved as well. And they just showed a lot of classic movies and genre movies on a 
IMAX screen, which was very exciting. So on Saturday, I only went to one screen and I went to watch The Dark Crystal uh, with my sister, uh, which was very enjoyable. Uh, yeah, it was really it was really cool. Good to see a lot of like film fans all together, just appreciating uh, movies. And I think they'll do it again because I think it was a success. A lot of the screenings were sold out. It is the, it's the 40th anniversary of 20th Century Flicks, which is like a video rental shop in Bristol, which is still going. It's a bit. Let's go down and make a weekend of it next time. Um, maybe we'll. Yeah. Plan I mean, ahead think, next time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd like to definitely like to attend all the screenings because I missed out a few. They showed Blade Runner. Um, they showed Basket Case. They showed Girls Night Out. Um, and again, just like loads of loads of sort of like random genre films as well. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, very successful and probably do it again. That IMAX in Bristol needs to. Oh, wait, they show Poltergeist as well, Mad Max 2. Um, big movies then, like big genre yeah. films, big genre films, and then some smaller ones like uh, Thrilling Bloods, Bloody Sword, Taiwanese Fantasy Adventure, yeah, uh, the, the Secret of Nim. Is that how you say it? Nim? It's like a sort yeah. of animated. Oh. Yeah. Dracula AD 1972. Because um, it's Christopher Lee's um, the anniversary of his birth, his birthday. Uh, <laughs> 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 it says anniversary of his birth here. His birthday. Um, yeah, it was cool. And as I said, I'd never seen anything in IMAX before. I've never been one for going, oh, I'm going to go and watch this in IMAX. I mean, I know I should do. Um, so I would like to do that more. But yeah, hmm. it was it was uh, it was cool. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And the only other thing worth mentioning I saw this week, I saw the sadness on Shudder, which yes. is a is it Chinese is it a drama? Or... Chinese drama about sad people. It's a Chinese drama about sad people who get so sad that they become <laughs> crazy, um, depraved, violent, zombie-like people. Um, so it's like the comic series crossed, yeah, yeah, I've heard that, yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely some of that going on. Um, so I I liked how it started, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, this is good. It's like it's depraved, it's gory, it's violent and sickening. It pushes like the it's got that sort of splatterpunk bad taste element to it, where you're a bit mm. like, oh, that's a bit. That's a bit too far. What's that? Oh, this ain't going to happen, is it? Oh, it is. Oh, no. I knew it. Ah! Anything but that. Come on. <laughs> Anything but that. And it, the, the aesthetic of that like works for the most part. I just feel like about halfway point, I felt like it got a bit stuck. Where oh, like no. it did, it wasn't it's sure. It's a by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm bloody stuck. Come on. Was this in the same screen the whole time? Buffering. Um, the internet's gone off. I had a similar issue with Firestar, so I pressed fast forward, went right to the end within 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went, well, that's the end of that. Um, and then your yeah, feedback is going to be, everyone goes so fast in this film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a thing. <laughs> and a lot of people were saying this is like, oh, it's amazing. But yeah, I've read a lot of reviews of people saying there's absolutely no storyline to it. And I guess like there's not. It's just like a scenario where you're like, okay, I can pretty much see where this is going to go. It's going. This is probably going to happen. And mm. but still, it was it was suitably creepy. A bit, a bit. Twenty eight days later, ish, yeah. I guess, in terms of like people sprinting towards you. Um, but I don't know. It had this sort of like sexual, rapey undertone to it as well, which I don't <laughs> know if it kind of worked as well as it 
as well as they wanted it to. Do you know what I mean? Rather than it being like, oh, this is sick. I can't believe this is the worst. It kind yeah. of felt a bit like, oh, really? Like, yeah, call me know. a call me a call me a bloody snowflake if you like, Ben. But <laughs> don't always yeah. enjoy rapey undertones in my oh. in my entertainment these days. So. I feel like. It, it took it far enough without needing to go, okay, we're going to take it to this point as well. So I was a bit like, that. Did, I mean, crazy, bloodthirsty, violent people who are also horny. Like, yeah. But I mean, they do, saying that, they do explain why that is potentially, the, they do, there's some reasoning behind why people are doing well, that stuff as well. Trying to stop themselves having the sadness. Get, get yeah. Doing it. It's definitely... It's definitely worth a watch because you know it's it's gonna be one of those movies that's gonna split opinion and I think a lot of, a lot of people are gonna say I've heard people saying oh it's this year's train to Busan no it's not um you know there's yeah. no emotional stakes in it like train to Busan's got so many emotional stakes whereas mm. this I think it like tries to like go maybe maybe there are emotional stakes but then it like forgets about them then it rapes them then just it, does yeah. just yeah pushes it the other way rather than playing on those yeah. okay well, i do well, want to watch it i will i watch it as well what i will say is so to bring back to that womb novel which is an extreme horror and it sounds like it uh does push similar buttons i will say everything in that book that story feels very cohesive it has a real point to it all so yeah i know you can do the extreme horror and still yeah. kind of you know tell a emotionally engaging and i think that's the thing like you can do especially in horror, which is meant to be provocative and challenging. You can do whatever you want, but as long as you've got a, a reason to, a reason to do it, like, and it isn't just exclusive to horror as well. I think it's come up in previous ones. Like, again, look at something like Kick-Ass 2. Like when I read that as a book, I'm like, some of this stuff is just a bit, comes across as just a bit edgy for the sake of it. And it kind of lost the things I liked about the original one with it just, uh, you're, you're pushing this with no particular reason to push it, in my opinion, bit, in some of those went cases. A edge, went a bit edgelord. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, one thing has got on it, which I kind of enjoy, and I like this in zombie movies or horror movies in general, where, you know, when the, it reminded me of Army of the Dead in a way, you know, when there's like hordes of undead or hordes of zombies or hordes of infected, but mm-hmm. there's like... But there's like one who's really persistent, you know, they're not all getting dispatched. Just there's like a nemesis one, not like nemesis from Resident Evil, but like someone who keeps one who keeps popping up all the time. You're like this one again. That's that's the one that's going to get me, isn't it? That's That's the one that's going to get. And the sadness has this. And that was one thing I kind of liked. Interesting. That is that is it from me for this week, though. Um, for me, mostly unhorror stuff. I finished off The Mandalorian, then I ran through all of Book of Boba Fett because I wanted to catch up before old maybe Wan Kenobi came out. Uh, so I did that. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of fun with that. I think Boba Fett was a little bit underrated. I particularly enjoyed the Hum to Dum music. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But other than, other than that, oddly enough, the things. That I went through that accidentally turned out to be the most horror. I just blitzing through a bit of old comic backlog, looking at some old stuff, and I came across some of the the relaunch that IDW did of Sonic the Hedgehog, and I didn't expect to find the closest stuff to horror I digested apart from the films of the week 
in what is essentially a little bit of a curiosity aimed at a younger age group at the moment. But I thought, you know, old fan, it was the 30th anniversary, so I'd got a couple of the trades. The trade I picked up and I had a little look through, it's basically like there's a robot zombie virus that turns you into a robot zombie. And then like having a proper zombie apocalypse in my Sonic the Hedgehog, it was weird. It's very, very unusual choices. But you know what? Oh, wow. Didn't dislike it. It's all right. Are they called Zombots? They are called Zombots, but they, they hang a lampshade on that and make fun of it in the thing. So that's a lame name. Uh, yeah, and there's people that are infected with like this organic metal virus that, you know, that's that's coming along. It's uh, some interesting takes on it. And there's properly, like, you've got artists drawing these cartoony animal scenes, um, like getting like grabbed by these zombie robots and like by hordes of people getting dragged out of the houses. It's wow. They've this. I reckon this is going to be. There are some kids reading this now that it's going to be their introduction to horror. Yeah, that's cool. Great times. And it's Good not. It's not the current. It's not the current trades at all. It's probably a year or two old now. So I'm guessing that's all been resolved at this point. But yeah, wasn't expecting that to be my extra bit of horror this week but because otherwise the only overtly horror films i watched were films of the week films of the week firestarter original recipe and firestarter updated improved i mean 2.0 2. Yeah. 2. do we, do we talk about do we talk about the overarching issue here now because i think we intended going in on this that our main focus was perhaps going to be the recently released remake out this week right yeah, so I think based on how we've done this in previous episodes, we're going to be doing the original mainly, mainly the original, but we're going to dip in and out of the of the remake when when we feel like we need to. Um, and I guess in a way we're comparing, contrasting them. Um, and it's lucky that yeah, they're. I mean, obviously similar story wise, but in terms of how well they portray it, quite they're different. Both about. Firestarters. So. Both about Firestarters, Twisted Firestarters. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got questions. We'll get we'll get into them. There are but... all kinds of questions that come up in this <laughs> there one. There are all kinds but, of questions. But yeah, it, interest in the whole concept of it. It wasn't something I was very familiar with before we watched it. And I think the other thing just to say before we get into it is that, correct me if I'm wrong, keep me honest, guys, all of us watched the new one before any of us saw the original, right? <clears throat> Yeah, and I've not read the book. No, me neither. No. Um, so, starting with, I'll introduce the the uh, the original one first. So, Firestarter is a 1984 American science fiction horror film based on Stephen King's 1980 novel of the same name. The plot concerns a girl who develops pyrokinesis and the secret government agency known as the Shop which seeks to control her. Uh, directed by Mark L. Lester, stars David Keefe, Drew Barrymore, Martin Sheen, George C. Scott. Um, yeah, and then obviously the remake, which came out uh, just just recently, just this week, is essentially the same. Science science fiction thriller film, we're calling it here. There's no, no sort of lean into horror on this description. Directed by Keith Thomas, uh, and obviously this one has got Zac Efron, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong, Sidney Lemon, um, among, amongst others. This is a Blumhouse movie as well. Mm -hmm. They love it, and they? they love it. Yeah, um, they'll turn up. They'll turn up. 
So yeah. Honey. What's going on, sweetie? Something feels weird in my body. I think we should go talk to your mom about this. Mommy said I was a buttery muffin. I just want you to have a normal life. I want stupid Wi-Fi. That's normal. That stuff rots your brains. Do you really believe that? Mm-hmm. It's okay, Charlie. A quick Google search will show you all the guts you want dissected perfectly. We don't even need to do this anymore. I don't have Google. I think if you heard a clip, that should be from the remake. But we will be, as I said, mainly discussing the original with some remakey bits. But yeah, it was the first time watching the original. Well, first time watching mm. both of these. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in terms of reviews, um, they're both not particularly well reviewed. Uh, so the original is sitting at like six out of ten on IMDb. 37% of Rotten Tomatoes, but it's kind of smashing the remake, which has like 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really low. That's it's rough. That's yeah. probably a bit too low, I think. Um, and 4.6 on IMDb. It also has a 1.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. This is the remake. Um, a couple of choice reviews for the remake. So, um, Evelyn said, same bad reviews I've seen walking in. This movie was awesome. Pure art. The camera angles, the acting, oh. the plot, and it's got those those emoticons in it. Literally incredible. Five stars. It's for her, it's like um uh like a criterion collection film. Uh, and then Jessamy DeSantis said fire charter, half half a star. <laughs> wait, 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 which one are they talking about? This is a remake. They're talking about the remake. Okay. Fire charter. Yeah. And like best film ever. Uh, so yeah, fire starter, fire hmm. starter. I mean, after watching the remake first and then going and watching the other one, first of all, Drew Barrymore, absolute uh, legend, fantastic yeah. young actress, I think is very clear. It's not surprising she had such a amazing career, um, obviously, in a lot of major horror roles as well. Oh, I say a lot, ET, some major horror roles. And then she was a Charlie's Angel as well. Um, was that never-ending summer thing that she's in with Adam Sandler? Fifty First Dates. Oh, Fifty First Dates. Yeah, she could have yeah. She could have pretended she's had her memory wiped every yeah. twenty-four hours. She's great, um, and I think the the original is great because of the cast. So like David Keefe is awesome. Martin Sheen is good as like a yeah George C. Scott. The fact that they that they really, really flesh out um, George C. Scott's character, John Rainbird, whereas in the remake, they just go, John, Ray- John Rainbird's knocking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it's just like a, he's like a Terminator in the, yeah. in, in, the new, in the remake, whereas in this one, he's actually got quite an interesting plan and a bit of motivation behind him. He's not just a lunatic that's going to turn up and shoot some policemen. Yeah. And... Yeah the remake gets about two thirds into the story of the original and just ends it just goes, actually, you know what? I think we're done. (laughs) I do feel like, so wrap it up. They're both, 
the original is a movie of its time. It feels very much like an early 80s, uh, Stephen King at its height, a popularity uh, kind of movie. The remake feels like a 90s film. Like it's like a, a sci-fi thriller, very Terminatory in a way, like a mum and a dad and child try to get away as some Terminatory sort of guy is after them. Um, I actually quite, I enjoy the, in, in that light as in, it's like, this isn't breaking any ground, but it's quite a fun watch. I enjoyed the first half of the remake. It was yeah. all right. And then it, like you said, it should have been just, just, I, just didn't, I don't I, know what it would for me, I think the biggest issue with the remake in particular that isn't necessarily the fault of any of the filmmaking or anything that's that, that, that's gone on with it, I feel like it doesn't really bring much new that the original hadn't already done, apart from updated visuals. But they got it's contact big, lenses. Yeah, they've got Magic special contact content. lenses to make yeah. sure they can't, you can't oh, yeah. make you do stuff. But John Carpenter's work. score as well. Oh, yeah, I quite, I quite like nice. that score. Yeah, yeah, the thing that nice. gets me in terms of its, I guess its characterization and why I should care about it, its big problem is that it comes out in a world where superhero movies are really, really easily digestible by everyone. And they are ubiquitous. Everyone, is, even if you don't go in for Marvel movies, you you know what they are. You cannot, you cannot have not seen them. And that storytelling and the way those characters are developed, you know, particularly in film, has come a long way since this book was made. So now it is a real challenge to do some of the characterization that you do and the explanation of powers and backgrounds and sinister government agencies that are that might be after you. It it feels like you say, like it feels like a TV movie or a 90s thing almost. That feels almost a throwback versus what modern stuff in that that genre of film does now. Mm. Um, you know, I think it also, yeah. oh, sorry, Andy, it also struggles because Stranger Things exists. And I know Stranger Things obviously leans heavily into dozens and dozens of 80s pop culture properties, books, films. Um, loads of stuff like that but the fact is you know everyone's so familiar with that and so familiar with Jean Grey and um, you know just they even have like the shop they have their own DSI government in a strange thing of course and it's not to say I mean to a degree it kind of does it better but it's got more time to tell a a coherent story involving that character and now now we're on to like season four of this because everyone's familiar with it and everyone's seen it just seeing it in this instance mm. is a bit like underwhelming i guess yeah. um, and it's not like there are bad people in it like zach efron very accomplished actor like i've seen him be funny in things i've seen him do dramatic roles like he's good mm. but you and know he can sing he's he can sing. yeah yeah um but yeah like i Ooh. It feels a bit like maybe, just maybe. I'm sorry, Zach, write in if you feel differently. I, I feel like maybe he wasn't perhaps trying his hardest in this one. He tried so hard his eyeballs bled. <laughs> Method acting, that was. Dial it back yeah. a bit. Your eyeballs bleeding. Right, roll the cameras. Yeah, yeah, I think he's all right. I think that weird like neck crick stuff he does constantly. Yeah, his neck crunch. 
when he See, wants to switch his powers on. It's a weird affectation. And, See, and I don't bit... know if I, I was into that. Well, I wasn't. I, was, I, was, I spit, spit cheesy pie. But the oh, entire, okay. Okay. The entire okay. thing was a bit cheesy pie. Um, I just feel like you... I've already said it so many times, but it gets to the middle part of the film and then it's like, I guess she just gets re- gets revenge and then walks off. Like it doesn't 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 go far enough. Doesn't do enough. Like the whole third act in the original with old Rain, what's his name? Old Rain. Rainbird. Rainbird. Like that in itself is like a really interesting sort of story. Uh, yeah. the, the, and the fact the fact that the remake just completely disregards that. I feel like it gets so many yeah. relationships wrong. Even like even like the uh, the old couple. Yeah, are they sweethearts in this original? They've just got like an arc, and the fact that it ends where it ends with them, and I'm just confused as to where the remake, what these characters are supposed to be. Because initially, it's like, oh, is it a bit sinister? There's a there's a a a secret a secret woman who's unwell, who's poorly in bed. She's she's right poorly. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I don't know, and I feel like it just misjudges a lot of the relationships, and I really really feel. The connection between Charlie, played by Drew Barrymore, and her dad in this film, in the original, because mm. I don't know, I I'm, 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 understand that longing when they're separated, when it's yeah. like, oh, let's just. Whereas he just seems a bit irritated by her in in the remake. <laughs> he's had a gutsful. He's just like, oh, oh he starts oh. starts the starts the film with a flashback about that time she was on fire in bed when she was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's have you that's have you murdered a cat? Oh yeah. I um I liked the effect where things started to singe, yeah, around. Yeah. But that's yeah, quite that's nice. Cool. Whereas in this one, I mean, in the original, the effect was pretty much we just have a hair dry below Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She looks she looks like she's struggling to squeeze out a fart, and then <laughs> and then somebody just sets on fire. Also, is is Charlie? Has she got fireproof clothes? Fireproof skin? Yeah, because she's burning she... a load of stuff around her. She's like a human torch. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, she's got like a, a force field around. Yeah, her. yeah, like a little aura of fireproofness that affects yeah. whatever clothes she's wearing. Doesn't affect her mom when her oven gloves though burn her arms up. Is that? Oh yeah. Everyone like sweats so much when the fire, when she's like preparing to fire. Is that like a defense mechanism? Like you can't burn someone who's wet. So they. <laughs> They just kind of coat themselves in oil. Particularly in the original, people worry about it for a long time. They stand still and they can obviously feel that they're about to be on fire. So they have to stand still and going, oh, oh no. Oh, dear. It's boiling, that is. That's wham, isn't it? Bloody wham. Is is she a fire starter or is she a make things hot person? Because she boils water and stuff. I think she, yeah, it is weird. She she does, she's a make hot thing, make things hot person. (laughs) That's like the primary power, but then also flames. I liked actually. Oh, we'll get to it, but she shoots like, you know, Mario the the cannon <laughs> thing. Yeah, in this one she gets fire. In the original she gets fire flower. She's yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She shoots them right out of her chest. As Dou- well. It's a bit weird. Douse him. Does a douse him fireball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she can she can do it all. Whereas in whereas the powers are a little different in the remake where she kind of gets all the powers by the end she can control computers with her mind she can oh yeah there's a bit oh yeah why does she do that and then she can do she can do um, she can do a mom's wazin stuff power she can do a dad's mind control power everyone has the same one so her mum's matilda and her dad's professor x essentially right yeah 
And if you add those two things together, as everyone knows, you get fire. fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think it's a bit weird. I I mean, why is it, what what is it in a person's head that could look at a computer and like, as if like you've plugged into it with a keyboard and mouse and you could see that, like you had the screen up, like you have to still know like the commands or the code to make it do that stuff. You can't just go, you can't will it, will a computer to do what you want it to. Unlock, unlock all the prison doors and stuff like she does. Should, yeah. you could, and you could have got rid around it quite easily by having her, you know, mind control that man who's having the worst day ever at work. He's just watching the cameras and he's going, send guards here. No one turns up. Yeah. She could have mind controlled him and gone, open doors, will you? You've gone all right. Yeah, There's a cool bit where all the doors opened and I was like, oh God, let's see what cool, creepy, weird, powerful people they got hidden away in these doors. Just that one shot. <laughs> no one, yeah. No one came out. It was like, it's a very empty prison. I've just <laughs> opened all the doors in the prison. So what? We've got one, one prisoner. <laughs> and he and works got, for us. And he got no legs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he works for us. Old Johnny Moccasins. Here. Oh yeah, he, Old... does, he does work for us. Johnny Moccasins. <laughs> He's in there by himself, just Get in the bed. in the prison. But I work for you. Get in the prison. <laughs> why, <laughs> so, didn't they, why didn't they have more people? So one thing I like in both of them, right at the start, there's a guy who has his eyeballs out. I don't oh, know yeah, why. But does that get explained? <laughs> <laughs> They're itching. It, yeah, oh, it's hatred season. Bloody yeah. pollen count. Yeah. Is that a take on what we get in the original one? Where, because again, really creative uses of the powers. Like in the original, you see when the agents come to take Charlie away and the dad is livid. I like his effect when he does his power because in the new one, um, yeah, Zach, Zach, Zach does a, nick, uh, a neck crick and makes yeah. his eyes go real big. Whereas in this one, he rubs his hands through his luxurious 80s mane. He goes, oh, real stressed. And then does like, uh, and then does like his power where he like says, you're blind. I I, I mean, he didn't necessarily say, and your eyes really hurt, but those agents really have it. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Or a man with a gun, you could go kill yourself, but he just goes, jump towards me. Oh yeah! Still, Give really specific a trick. Jump towards me. But Jump, but make it look like, like you're yeah. on. You've been framed. <laughs> do, 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 250 quid in his back pocket. Maybe the boy gonna love that. More, I'm going. Um. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess it's very. There's a bit of like carry in there, isn't there? I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is this like Stephen King's X-Men? If you gather Firestarter. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Carrie. Yeah. You're most of the way there. I mean, what else? Plus Christine, clown. That's car. Plus clown. He, he would be like um, the bad guy, yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah, they're all there. I mean, I, I, I think Stephen King is a big fan of like that genre of storytelling um but and this like at the time i imagine it'd be well imagine if x-men were real it'd be really horrifying in reality to have powers like that i think that's what he was kind of going for but like i said now and even in the remake they do say you're a superhero but but now it's like we we get like um we've not only had the source material but we've had stuff that is like meta textual as well and we've also had I think maybe you mentioned this as well recently, didn't you, Andy? We've also had the like bad Superman trope in a lot of stuff as well, haven't we? So we've yeah, had what, yeah, in evil Superman. The one we did. So we've had Brightburn, we've had yeah. The Boys, we've had like Justice League yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, the future bits of Justice League you have Injustice. Like bad Superman is probably more common than good Superman in, in adaptations right now. Yeah. Invincible, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's so yeah. common right now that seeing like a superhero, uh, like an evil, what? It's not not evil, but you know, capable of. It could be an origin story for an evil superhero. Feels very commonplace, and it doesn't feel. But like... the thing is, as well, is that they, I think that's where the challenge comes in as well. Like, especially in that choice, like the mom talks to them, saying, "Oh, you know, you're you're very special, and you're like a real life superhero." Again, indicates that you're in a world where superheroes are in common lexicon and so on but then that is played against the people at the school absolutely unable to comprehend that this is an unexplained phenomenon like so they choose to believe like that a little girl somehow exploded a toilet without being injured in the slightest cherry bomb yeah she saw like fire come out and the taps boiling she's like dinner actually did it but it expelled you just go, yeah. that happened. Uh, there must have been a gas leak or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you would, you would, I, I wouldn't choose... go. It was that little girl hiding in the corner. That, that little she... girl who that little girl Boiled who just ran house. into that toilet after that bully kid had to go. Uh, I'll, I'll do nothing about that. She ran in there mm. and immediately exploded the toilet unplanned. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> 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 what, did you, what did you have to eat last night, burrito beans? <laughs> Beans, 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 signs. Uh, so I guess the, the crux of this is that there is like an experimental low-grade hallucinogen called Lot 6, and they get together a load of like college kids who include 
um charlie's mum and dad um andrew McGill for a hundred dollars i think for one hundred dollars we're gonna inject yeah. you something's gonna be water other things have got a experimental chemical can't just inject some of water can you yeah, yeah it's fine. Was it? I guess fine. that's air. Uh, air is a bit dodgy, isn't it? What does that do? <laughs> goes and dehydrates and kills you. Makes me fizzy, yeah. like fizzy, fizzy water. <laughs> yeah. Soda stream people. <laughs> you need that anti canister. Yeah, I of the of the two versions again. I quite like the experiment flashback we get in the in the original, you know, where it actually shows some people losing their minds. It shows that this is the event that actually gets the mom and dad together and gives yeah. them their powers. Because the Whereas... mum, Vicky, like, immediately gets... She can immediately read minds and she hears um, Andrew saying, you're you're fit. And she goes, oh, thank you. And he goes, well, I just thought that. So that's a lovely that's a lovely compliment. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> a lovely... I didn't say anything. Well, you say he did. He said I got a wazo pair of knockers. I did not. How dare you? But then you just go, maybe I did say it out loud. I thought I thought it, but... Ooh, he like, actually said cool. hair was like burned copper, so he's... Then he max yeah. pain there in his poetry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your hair's um, like an old burned copper. Cheers. Talking <laughs> of burned copper, uh, let's have a baby. But I, I would like to see more of that um, that flashback stuff. I feel like there'd be more... I've got a feeling in the Stephen King book, there's probably loads of it. There's probably too much of it. Yeah. But, how? What? Yeah. Do you, anyone got a read on what the page count of the book is? Are we talking like it doorstop level, or is it a little novella? I'm going to say 500 pages. 426, apparently. So chunky oh, enough, you know. Yeah, 400 pages. You've got, you've got a good section of them in the, in the you know the 70s, I guess, hanging out, learning their powers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that that happens, and then they it fla- it goes for flashes forward, and they're married. Got an eight year old daughter named Charlie, uh, and she can control heat and fire, um, and she can also see the near future. It says here, is that correct? Yeah, good boys. You keep saying, "Oh, them their masters are coming. Uh, they're yeah, they're on the way, aren't they?" From the oh, from the shop. Coming, yeah. In the remake, I don't think she has. Is, she? is it? It's the dad who has that power. Yeah, he's definitely got all of the press Professor X powers and the mom who doesn't like to talk about her powers for the purposes of one scene until she shows it in the next bit when the other guys are out getting ice cream. Um, yeah, I, I like the way that flashbacks work in this one because we immediately have the, the father and daughter on the run, whereas it's kind of positioned as a little bit of normal life in the first one, in the, in the remake, rather. Mm. Yeah, um, that's right. Which, yeah, which is a little more, um, I guess, a little more heavy in the build-up to anything happening. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a, a scene, a, a scene in the original where Dad and Charlie are like running away, from the government agency getting a taxi and say drive, and he goes, "Don't have to ask me twice," but I think he makes her, uh, makes him believe he's got to drive, and then he goes. He doesn't even it was five, $500 bill. Yeah, yeah. I ain't turning down $500. $500 bills don't exist, do they? Do they? Believes it. If you see don't one. <laughs> I believe, see, I feel like, like I'd believe it. I'd not, believe it. i go, how much? Cheers. I'll never say no to a Benjamin or something like that. I yeah. never said my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd get him to do whatever I wanted. Powers or not. It's a million dollar, no dollar note. <laughs> Give me one of them crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of them crisps. No, you've already had one. 
<laughs> just one. <laughs> just one. A single one. Yeah, when you ask people, can I have a crisp? And they go, yeah, here you go. And they give you one. I, I like the people who give you full access to the bag to take how many you want. And then you, but then you feel people start to scoop, don't you? They grip, oh, and then you grip yeah. it. You grip that bag. What are you doing? Gripping the bag. <laughs> what are you doing? It's this weird tug of war where you're like, I want them. Where am I? I bought And then the, the, the big challenge, you have a bag of crisps at the pub and someone just opens them up in the classic, only open a bag of crisps like that at a pub on the table. Yeah. Little then, silver platter that all your crisps are on. If you've a bought fair them, game you for the it. table, then fair game for the table. If someone else leans over and takes the crisps that you bought and does that, that's ultimate disrespect. Glass them. Dare you. <laughs> <laughs> glass them. Why did you glass them? Well, he got my crisps with that. He's, he's innocent. <laughs> Let him off. Use your mind powers. You're blind. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're blind. Because if someone went, you're blind, you go. That's weird, I am. Oh, that's funny, I can't <laughs> see you and scream. You wouldn't go, ah! <laughs> yeah. Sleep with his eyes open. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like, thrash around on the floor, like, comically crawling around. Every time he blinks, he has a mild panic attack. Yeah. Ah! Oh, I'm all right, I'm all right, don't worry. Oh, oh it's a blink again. Oh, just he's panicking all this time about being blind. Don't want to be blind. Uh, yeah, and obviously what the government agents do, the shop, is that they kill um, the mum. They kill Vicky. And they get home one oh, day. Pop a note in her mouth as well. Say, we we killed a love from the shop. Yeah. yeah. It was us. Uh, and then Ch- Charlie gets abducted after that as well, doesn't they? Because he comes and that's, home. And he... That's the people that he blinds. Because he just comes home and they've got her on the lawn. But they've killed his wife and put her on the ironing board. Whereas in the remake, it's uh, Johnny Rainbird who just gets a phone call one day saying, "Do you want to? Yeah, do they give him like a whole. Do you want to kill some people? And then he does the he kills the mom. Um, he yeah. is his is How his power him? that he's just invincible because she's wazzing yeah. all the she's throwing all things at him, and he's then he just like walks up to her and chokes her out. Yeah, yeah. She's like, um, the mum says, when you um, meet Charlie, you'll realise, like, you'll, you'll change your opinion. She doesn't just change his opinion. She blows his eyebrows off. Yeah, I don't think very bad about the entire, entire film. I mean, he does change his opinion. Eyebrows. Spoilers for the remake of Firestarter. He's, he's nicer at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think it's earned, is it? Like, yeah, I guess he has time to think about it when he's in prison. It's, for a while. it's like she's like my god now or something like yeah I think, I think you're actually brilliant because there's a weird <laughs> sort of like in the remake there's like a weird rain man what's his name rainbird he comes to like respect her slash like worship her power whereas in the original george c scott's john rainbird is a bit he's... initially comes across as a bit noncy yeah. Yeah, but he's but he's got a good he's got a good plan. Like he seems to be in this one, he respects that she has power, but is like basically, this is a little girl with all these powers. When she is a hormonal teenager, that where the powers come from the pituitary gland, that will that'll go absolutely bonkers when she's a teenager, and she'll be able to like burn the planet in half if she wants. Um, so he's on about killing her. He says, right, yeah. do your experiments on her, learn what you need to, but um, in fact, I don't need to tell you what I'm going to do, I'll show you what I'm going to do, because he, because there's the man, he's in both versions, 
the scientist that was behind the experiments. He has Terence Bodiker. Yeah, he has a bit of a red foreman. He has a little bit of a yeah red foreman. Uh, he has a little bit of a talk about it in the other one in the in the remake, but in this one where he's not red foreman in the original, he's just a scientist that did those experiments. Seems like quite a kindly scientist when he's doing it, but obviously he's got into some dodgy uh, dodgy science while he's at, while he's in with a shop. And then he uh, wakes up one night in his bed. Old Rainbird is over him. Karate chops him in the face to death. Yeah, Jesus. Just Miss Piggy's him. He just like goes, Hi-ya. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, just and it is just a karate chop in the face, and he's dead. Yeah. So in, in the original, after rescuing her from the agents, blinding them, and then telling his neighbor to just go back inside. This is nothing to do with you. Go back inside, I'll blind you as well. Um, then they're like on the run for like a whole year, isn't it? They're like just living. Like just, just going living. Have you ever, have you ever um, box. considered, uh, as, as you were a kid, maybe less than now, like if you were ever involved in a big crime, like a bank heist or something, or an accidental murder, and you went on a run, do you ever like consider like in the UK, like, oh yeah, just drive. But then like there's nowhere to get, like you... <laughs> Like you will get yeah. caught. Like England is terrible for going on the run. He's driven to Scunthorpe, uh, yeah, but we got him on CCTV at a local subway, and he's having a foot long meatball marinara. And when we were, we found him. We got him. He's on the M one. He's on one of the big roads. I don't yeah. like. Go, you can't go on a run in England. Like it doesn't doesn't work. Is America's it, great for being on the run. Yeah, because if anything, that, if films have taught me anything, it's that all their law enforcement agencies don't cooperate. And they'll spend yeah. all that time. It's my exactly. jurisdiction. And there's no, no, no lines. Yeah. If you get over that line, can't the police you. can't get you. Yeah. It's absolutely great. Like a force field. Whereas if you leave Somerset, no one gives a shit. I'll still arrest you. Where's he gone? He's left Somerset. So imagine you're trying to do that. You've been yeah. lied to by up. all these films, and then you've like you've crossed over into uh into Wiltshire and you'd be like, ha. County line boys, and they're like, Well, can't arrested. cross here. No, yeah, been arrested. Can't the other um, police department from the other side of the line push you back into the bit where you did the crime? <laughs> we don't want to wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> if you throw them on, they'll be arrested for trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. Then we're introduced to there's a farmer called Irv who like picks them up when they're hitchhiking. In both um, films, right? Irv. In, yeah. yeah, in both films. But I much prefer Irv in this movie because you know he seems like a genuine Irv is a straight Irv is a straight up guy. Both of them come right in the end, but yeah. original recipe Irv. He basically offers to stand by Andy and Charlie to the death. And yeah. because because he didn't believe them right away. Yeah. Original recipe versus Irv Zero. Yeah. Or Diet Irv. Diet Irv. <laughs> Drunk Irv. Uh, Diet, Diet Irv seems like he's a bit... He's, I mean, he's telling lies as well. I know Andy and Charlie are telling lies, but in this one, in the original, sorry, um, he owns up pretty much straight away. Hey, says, Look, yeah. I've given you a wrong name. Um, I've not told you the truth. And he's like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you on the run um, from the mum? Have you stolen the kid? He's like, no, no, I'll be honest with you. She's got, got magic government... powers. <laughs> I've got magic powers. We've got some government agents turning up. And he goes, that's right. pretty mental, but I believe it. He basically goes, I don't believe you. And then Charlie walks in and goes, oh, you've, you've told him that we've got special powers. 
and he immediately puts two and two together. He's like, you didn't say that. She's uh, She's got mind reading powers. And he's like, I'm so sorry that I didn't believe you. Yeah. Uh, I'm you on your me side. In. I'll come out with you. And when the ag- agents come, this is where he gets proper, like, 1980s uh, Cold War, like, era stuff where, like, the government agents say, here, I'm here to arrest these kids. And he goes, you need a warrant. He goes, no, I don't. He says, well, unless I woke up in the blooming Soviet Union today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's right. Have this gunshot in your arm. Ah! Yeah, and and then Charlie kicks off. Charlie kicks off. This reminds me of the scene from, is it X-Men 2, where Pyro... Yeah, Pyro. Blows up all all the cars and stuff. She pretty much does that. She lights a load of dudes on fire blows up cars um but then we're, we're made to think at this point like she can't control the power once it gets out that's it so is this the guy that she burns off. burns into a skeleton just now <laughs> is that like so. yeah i think it's the... I don't know, maybe she burns him into like an uncle owen skeleton straight burns away into a skeleton yeah. um in the remake, this happens, and then the film pretty much ends, which is which is really weird. It kind of just like goes to their yeah. final final standoff. Yeah, in but, the in the remake, so Irv watches TV and gets hammered all night, um, and then has a chat with him. He goes, "No, no, like you've realised that she's a nice kid. She's not obviously not afraid." And he goes, oh, "I'm so sorry. I, I have phoned the police, though." He goes out the police, and there are yeah. And he goes outside and spins a tall towel. He's like, well, I thought I saw him, but it's in my dream. Oh, I was watching <laughs> Cry Watch and I was just dreaming. Like, <laughs> oh, and Nick, Nick, Nick even said, don't have nightmares, but I, I'd fallen asleep by then, so I didn't hear him. So I, I had nightmares and I phoned the police after it. Um, and then Rainbird just comes and shoots yeah. all the policemen. I There's don't a... like Rainbird's role in the, in the remake. I don't just think a, it's... Just a lunatic. There's a just weird a jo- bit where, so in the remake... Um, the dad, from his name now, um, does like a bit of powers to try and help Charlie escape. He makes it so she like disappears, but only for like five seconds. And then like yeah. he's Rainbow sees her go into the woods, and, he goes, and it's like, oh god, nice trick, you got me there. And then he's probably thinking, no, he hasn't. I saw her go into those woods. <laughs> yeah, I saw her go. Yeah, <laughs> and so he what... turns a different angle and sees her going into some woods over there. Like oh, I'm gonna make him see something. It could be anything. It could be anything. The imagination. Yeah, you do. If, if you could do that, especially in, in, we, in both cases, the film establishes that Andy has got something wrong with his brain. He's been using his, his brain magic too much. And every time he use it, uses it, gives, it makes him poorlier. And, he, and he's going to die from it eventually. So he has to use it very sparingly. So you throw out that you're blind all the time. You wouldn't say... You can't see my daughter for the minute. Yeah, she's disappeared. <laughs> do a do a Doctor Strange. Oh, I can see where your daughter's gone. What eyes? What? <laughs> 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 I mean, can literally say anything to me. Say your hands. Yeah, your hands. Uh, uh, snakes. <laughs> snakes. Your hands are. Oh yeah, that's that's it. Your hands are Toblerones. Your legs are yogurt. <laughs> your, le- your legs are yogurt. <laughs> Uh, your your face is is uh, Nutella. Very ugly. Oh, well, <laughs> your face is very ugly. You consider yourself an eight out of ten, but today six. <laughs> yeah, you could do you could do so much with that creative. You're on fire, mate. So in in the original, after after they've dispatched the agents, they just go on the run again. Um, 
they go to there's like a secluded cabin and they're talking about like going public with their story uh rorschach style i guess we're gonna go yeah we're gonna send rorschach we're gonna go to, journal in we're gonna get yeah we're gonna go and send our well, just go and tell the tell the press. I'm sure they'll believe it. I'm sure it won't appear in the Daily Star. Uh, but yeah, and then and it's then we're introduced to um, the sort of the big bads who, who involved with the shops. Obviously, Captain James Hollister, and he's the one who sends John Rainbird to capture him. He's only introduced in the original at this point, um, whereas obviously in the remake he's sort of been there mostly throughout. Like and... the captain's phoning him in the first fifteen minutes of the program, right? He said, "Oh." Yeah. Go and get these kids, will you? I'm yeah. activating you. Well, I felt that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and John Rainbird, um, he's got an eye patch. He's got a uh, ponytail. ponytail. Uh, and he's good with a sniper rifle, but I'm assuming he just shoots Charlie with a tranquilizer, doesn't he? Yeah, Not very good at jumping. Just a little dart. <laughs> a little dart. Um, this guy, John Rainbird... The new one, not so much, but original recipe, John Rainbird. This guy, he's an action figure. You'd have a John Rainbird, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, you'd have a, you'd have a. What would he have? A sniper rifle, a, a horse, tranquilizer, tranquilizer rifle, horse, a Hoover. Yeah, little, little, little tray, little tray of foods. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they get captured, um, and then they're kept like separately by the shop, and the shop are like. Can essentially continuing to experiment on them because they're giving um, Andrew stuff that suppresses his powers and they're trying to convince Charlie to like indulge them with their experiments. Go on, have a, have a go at making things dead up. But she's just like, nah, I won't see my dad. I won't see my dad. So what Rainbow's... would you uh, start with? Like if you were like saying, let's make something hot. What would you probably like lunch? I was going to warm this up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Baked potato. Yeah. Give this a go. Yeah. Thank you, baked potato. Yeah, I'll maybe trick her into doing it by always giving her food that's quite tepid. Yeah. Would you um? Do you microwave tea when it's gone cold? No, I I make myself drink it cold as a punishment for letting it get yeah. cold. I'm alright <laughs> drinking it cold, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> Disgusting. But um, yeah, that's, that's the taste of defeat. That is. And what does she, she microwave? She microwaves some bricks. She, she, <laughs> she microwaves some bricks later on, but first she microwaves a hot chocolate. When, when John Rainbow does, when um, when Martin Sheen comes to visit, her, he goes, "I'll oh, put you some, put you some hot chocolate." Yeah, I some don't bricks. like it, mate. Burn it up. Yeah, I hate it. I absolutely hate it, John Rainbow. Yeah, brings, uh, brings her an able team, Horlicks. Horlicks. Horlicks is great, but you can't stir it enough. Like it's always got like little uh, mines. <laughs> Mines of powder. Yeah. Oh, little, little landmine there. I mean, it's, it's quite nice. It's quite mind. chewy. Yeah. But the what are you drinking? I'm drinking a lovely chewy drink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, the test for Andy is, you know, he, they're threatening him, saying, like, if you want to see your daughter again, you'll do these things. And his test is, get a guy to put some ink in his water. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that oh, is yeah. weird. And he's like, he's no, like, I'm, not, get... I'm not doing that. And he's like, go on. The guy goes in and says, Oh, what's this about a test? He goes, Oh, I don't know. We're just here, I guess. And the guy's like, Do you want a glass of water? Not because of mind power, she's just polite. And then he goes, <laughs> Yeah, but he's like, he's like grabbing his head, he's like he's struggling to get the mind power thing going. And then he says, Put that ink in that water. I'd be like, <laughs> What are you all right? <laughs> what are you doing with your head? I will not. 
<laughs> I will not put an egg in the water. <laughs> but that seems to be like the, the weirdest thing about the thing. I'd be like, I think he's having a stroke. Get someone in. He looks like me when I'm trying to figure out the wordle for the day. Jesus. And, you, and you're pretty sure you've used all the letters that exist in the <laughs> world. There ain't even yeah, a word like that. J, come on. Yeah, um, and this is proper. I think this is probably the inspiration for a lot of the 90s X-Men cartoons because he was big on putting his hand to his head and he's using his powers and doing yeah. like a oh, yeah. ripple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did it end scanners as well? Or or did it just kind of kind of shake and go red? And then the other person's <laughs> head pops. Yeah, they just do that. Whereas yeah. this guy is probably like No wow. weird. It's like so when we're in scanners, scanners is an eighties film as well. So I feel like in the eighties there were there was a vibe of scary mutants. But now we don't really have that, do we? We don't think of mutants as scary. We feel like maybe just it's a bit too done. Mutants are mostly nice. Mutants are mostly nice. Well, we're more yeah. accepting of the strange people now. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, if they have to hold the head to use their, their psychic powers. But this is where in the original, not in the remake, this for me, perhaps the most interesting bit, John comes up with a plan. So he is not posing as the man that has captured them like a special agent. And he's kind of, he's got something over the commanders of the base. Because, oh, yeah, if I disappear, you get rid of me. It's, it's going to come out that basically you guys have, like, if if I disappear, it's all going to be released. So you'll all come unstuck. So he's, mm. even though he's not in charge, he's got something over the commanders of this base. Mm-hmm. And then he comes up with a plan to get Charlie to cooperate with the experiments, which is to basically go in and make friends with her. And at first, he's doing it in a way that he is, um, you know, he's just trying to be, in all of the cases, he's posing as like an orderly that just works at the hospital, brings the food and so on. But um, he goes from just trying to be like a nice, friendly, bumbling character to actually making himself look really vulnerable. So like he's going in there to fix the electrics and then I guess it's all engineered that the lights are going to go off and then he tells her a story about he how he is afraid of the dark and then she kind of takes oh, yeah. pity on him and is like oh it's all right we'll be together it's a masterful plan to be yeah. fair even even to the point where i was convinced at one point it's like uh, he's all right, right but it's on the level <laughs> he's, he's bloody scared of the dark give him a break but it, i mean it's a great plan because obviously he just comes in as like an orderly and just like sort of befriends her naturally i mean he is manipulating her because he's just a little kid but i think you know, it's really well done. The fact that we get so much from this character in the original, but in the remake, this character is just a hitman, essentially. Mm. Um, but still kind of tries to claim the same sort of character arc as well, like with when it comes full circle at the end, um, without the sort of the distrust that goes, goes alongside it. And he kind yeah, of softens his bit... appearance as well, because to the beginning of the film, he has just a, like a blind eye. And then mm. as he starts trying to befriend Charlie, he goes in with his eye patch. Yeah. Just like, oh, Nick Fury. <laughs> just <laughs> and he's got a lovely, uh, lovely ponytail. What a great guy. Uh, yeah, and, and around about this point as well is when Captain James Hollister is trying to convince Andy that, look, we'll send you to Hawaii. It'll be a right laugh. You know what I mean? Don't worry about your daughter anymore. We'll send you to Hawaii. It'll be lovely. Oh, summer every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're wearing a grass skirt. 
and you'll uh, you'll have, be you have cocktails. It'll be ever so nice. It'll be delightful. And he's like thinking about it. To be fair, but, but he has been has he been not taking his pills or has his powers just started coming back naturally on their own? But it was like hiding them or something or. Yeah. He's been them. like faking the acceptance of his drugs, so they've it's, it's essentially it's a like, ruse. Oh, today's drugs, yum yum yum. <laughs> Just loves it. Yum, yum, yum. Out the window. But I think What's Charlie's. <laughs> <laughs> I think Charlie's been like getting stronger as well, but also been able to like could control it in a way. She does a test where she puts all the power into like a bathtub, and that just boils over. Um, but then she also starts telling the power to back off. Yeah, back um, off is eighty percent of this film's dialogue. Back off! Who are you talking to? My bloody powers! Oh yeah, we've got it. Uh, and and yeah. on the on the off season, when she's not burning up bricks, she burns up a whole concrete wall. When she's oh, not yeah. burning up bricks, um, then she gets to go on lovely horse rides with Necromancer, the horse. Oh yeah, like Necromancer, like is a lovely horse's name. What's this horse called? It's just called Necromancer. What's this horse called? Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh right, oh, that's that lovely. Yeah, that's 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 Oblivion, and then on the the Lich King. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this one. This one's Charles Madsen. He's uh, he's lovely. He's, he's lovely. <laughs> he loves he loves sugar cubes. Loves them. <laughs> he's a Shetland. Yeah, little Shetland, little Shetland Charlie. Uh, so. Yeah, and this is a little swastika carved into his head. (laughs) This is all that's like the the pattern, the dappling on the horse. Um, and yeah, Rainbird Johnny Rainbird's the one that's taken her to all of these events. So, as an orderly, quite overworked, that's probably isn't in his job description, but he's he's a nice guy, he's he's off doing it. I guess that's the thing. Charlie's so young that she wouldn't make those sort of connections, would she? Like, I kept thinking. This doesn't seem like something an orderly would be allowed to do. I'd be like, you can't do that. You've got to do the other rooms. You've got to do the other rooms. What are you doing? You've been CRB'd, mate. I know you work here, but like, I'm not. I'm not you put sure your hand you... on a knee at one point. Can't do that, John. Um, but he, um, yeah, he's a master manipulator. Um, what's the word? Machiavellian. Yeah, he's he's a big schemer. He's saying to um, he's saying to the chiefs of the army, he said, yeah. You keep doing your experiments, and then um, again, I need to do what's right. I need to, and again, it's an interesting arc for this character because he's he's a bad man. He wants to kill a kid, but he isn't entirely bad because his motivation here is unlike um, Rainbird in the remake, where he basically goes, "Yeah, I was the person they experimented on before um, yeah. they they got volunteers from students. I was one of the lab rats." And he's got powers and he's mad. Whereas John Rainbird in the original, he doesn't have powers. He's a guy that is convinced that this little girl is going to become a danger. And I think he is genuine. He says, oh, no, I really like her. I think she's brilliant. But I am going to smash a nose into her brain um, using one of my patented karate chops. He describes that in a, such a way where you're like, oh, God, it was kind of out of nowhere. It's like when someone's giving you too much information about something where you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then they just deliver something where you're like, oh, overshare. Yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah, I'm going to, she's a really lovely little girl. I love her. And um, it's going to hurt me a great deal when bone fragments go into a brain from the thumping I give her <laughs> by surprise um, because she trusts me. And I only I can get close enough. 
to give her a thumb. He said, like, at a happiest moment as well. He's going to make it. Happiest moment. I'm going to take her to Disneyland, right? I'm going to take her to Disneyland. I'm going to give her a big, big ice cream at Disneyland. And I'm going to call, call Princess Jasmine Minnie. there. Princess Jasmine. <laughs> And a cool Princess Jasmine over, she's going to come over and I'll say, oh my God, Charlie absolutely loves you. And then at that moment when she looks at Princess Jasmine and smiles, smash, punch <laughs> yeah. her in the face, brain fragments <laughs> in the brain, dead. I'll, the I'll walk out. Come down. I'll, walk, <laughs> I'll walk out of Disneyland. I'll, I'll, I'll get away with it. I'll get away with it. I'll walk out. See you later. Who's going to arrest me? Who's going to arrest me? Donald Duck? Piss off. He's in the navy. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Got to Get her at the uh, the photo point of the roller coaster. One photo, she's really happy. The best, most happy she's ever in her entire life. Next photo, she's dead. On the log for him, <laughs> just karate chopped in the face. And it's brain uh, fragments a, that, in the brain. That, that's a sacrifice. I'm gonna. I'll be banned from Disney. I won't be able to go there. Even if I could go in, you move the eye patch over to their eyes, they don't recognise me. Be <laughs> you don't recognise them. It'll be it'll, who's talking. It'll, it'll be spoiled for me. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to ride Space Mountain again without thinking about that girl on karate chopped to death on there. <laughs> wow. I hear it's a small. I hear it's a small world after all. Tears in my eyes because I remember that murder I had to do. Yeah. It's for the good of the world though, so I'll do it. Um. <laughs> so, Andy manages to like hatch a plan where he starts brain mind controlling. Captain James Hollister gets a note to Charlie, which basically says all the stuff. Meet me at the barn. We're going to basically escape this place. Charlie just goes and because she can confide in John, tells him the old bloody plan. <laughs> yeah, he's gets, loving it. He's like, John, he's like, really? You can always have a great plan. That sounds brilliant. She's like, oh, well, uh, oh, I can help you go to the escape if you want. And she's like, oh, no, don't. I don't want you to get in trouble, John, my best mate who I can confide in. And then, conveniently enough, another guy just turns up and says, um, all right, um, I've been tasked to bring you to the stables at 8 o'clock tonight. He hasn't been mind-controlled. He's just been told by his boss that he's doing it and thought, all Fair right. enough. <laughs> so it's normal. It's not my job to question these things. Um, so, yeah, it's been basically the big escape. They all meet in the barn. But bloody Rainbird, he's heard about it. So he goes to the barn. And again, still manipulating Charlie. He's like... He's hiding hides up, in, hides up in the rafters up. and he says, you can't use your powers up here, Charlie, because you'll kill the lovely horses, including Necromancer, Grim Reaper and Charles Manson. Your favourite for <laughs> three horses. But <laughs> in the meantime, like, the plan does really come apart because um, <laughs> Martin Sheen has just dobbed on him. He's dobbed on uh, Rainbird to Andy. She goes, what's, what's going on with her? I haven't been getting her to do these, these experiments. He goes, oh, Tell you what, Matey Rainbird has uh, pretended to be a friend, and he's he's manipulating a he's stitching her up like a kipper, and then because he was basically Andy getting her to do the te- to do the test so that she could like be reunited with her dad, essentially just yeah. telling. And her every that. day the scientists go, oh, um, he's busy. Yeah, he's uh, he's gone down the races, and he says that he doesn't like having a daughter anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've already bought a ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. Sounds yeah. suspicious. He said he heard you like riding horses and he thinks they're stupid and lame. He thinks horses are ridiculous. And in fact, I said to him, Charlie, and he said, Who? <laughs> Manson, Char- the horse. Char- Charlie Take Manson, him. the horse. I love him. <laughs> I don't know any other Charlies, though, not a single one. How could you? But um, it all comes unstuck because basically her dad comes in and goes, Oh, you're, for some reason, Rainbird is 
tempting her up the ladder. He's going, oh, come up here. Yeah. Is he going to karate chop when he's got his karate chop behind his back ready to go when she gets to the top? That's his, uh, <laughs> that's his special. All wound up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the background. But then basically the dad like, uh... comes in, dobs on him. And she goes, oh, no, I trusted you, mate. I like uh, Andy's plan. He's, he says, you've got depth for perception, even though he hasn't. So he tries to jump. <laughs> yeah. That's how, that's how you, again, of all the things you could have told him. That jump is funny. Yeah. I mean, it's like, a, it's like he thought there was a swimming pool there. Even if, like, if someone said, like, jump, I'd be like, okay, all right, let's measure this out. I'm just going to try and <laughs> jump and roll. Yeah. Roll as soon as I land. He, like, jumps, like, face first. Yeah, like, I think you like jump. You ju- I my jump name like is John Rainbird. Welcome to Jackass. He's like doing like a, you know, where you just pig sick of original Tomb Raider and it's like right up at the top of this pyramid swan yeah, dive yeah. off. <laughs> he does the swan dive. He does the So he shoots um he shoots Martin in the head. Yeah, and then and then obviously gets even though he jumped up, he's still got a gun. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so keeps... threw your gun away, or didn't say you are macho man Randy Savage. The ultimate <laughs> warrior is down on the road, and you're on the top turnbuckle. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Eat that gun. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. That gun <laughs> is made of lint chocolate, made by the world's finest chocolatiers, and you. I'll save it. I'll save it for later. Proper chocoholic. <laughs> chocoholic. <laughs> you are an absolute chocophile. You are a horse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we'd you disagree, are... wouldn't he? Because he'd say, nay. Go, no, you are. <laughs> you are a on horse. <laughs> You're a horse on fire. But he jumps, but yeah, John John Rainbow jumps down, but it's not a very high barn, is it? It's yeah, he, he jumps about two meters down to the ground. He hurts, hurts his knee or something, doesn't it? Like he Oh, he's, a he, I mean, he's an old he's fella, though, isn't man. he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you should be jumping off barns, granddad. What, um, <laughs> what Andy neglects to say to him is, and also don't shoot me, because he does. He goes right yeah. in the neck, mate. Have it. He did say it, but it was really quiet, so it didn't didn't count. Yeah. Also, don't shoot me. He said shoot yeah. me, and he didn't catch the don't. He said, was I clear enough on the don't? But it's too late. <laughs> Way too late. So we get uh, shot, and it, it and it is a fatal gun gunshot wound, isn't it? As yeah. well, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and then Charlie basically goes back off. Doesn't work anymore. Now she goes full Jean Grey slash um, Human Torch slash Pyro slash Carrie. Wheeler from all, all of the crazy Wheeler from Captain Planet. Yeah, uses the power of fire. So she, how does she kill Rainbird? She just she burns him up. Although spoilers. She does burn Rainbird up, like burns him to an absolute crisp on the floor after he shoots her dad. But there's a sequel to this where he comes back. Oh, is it like Not a miniseries? A yeah, it's like a it's a classic '90s adaptation of Stephen King work, like a little two-parter. How did he come back? I'll, I'll read you the synopsis at the end. I don't want to spoil this one yet. Okay. This is probably one of the coolest scenes, apart from the Karate Chop one, where. She does loads of like imps from Doom fireballs to kill loads of uh, G-men. Yeah, she's uh, oh the cannibal, yeah, the cannibal moment. Yeah, it's good. There's people in um like 
uh, fireproof suits as well getting flung off. So basically, this whole thing is con- in the remake is condensed right down essentially into one really quick scene that plays yeah. out. Um, yeah, she is- in this one, it like it goes to the bit where they were captured at the at the at the farmer's house. She burns a cat up once, and then she breaks in to the lab. Remember, yeah. kind, cool um, kind of a cool bit where it's kind of a cool bit where there's a guy who's pretending to be like an IT technician, and then she's like, oh, "I hate IT technicians," and then uh, <laughs> she like burns him up as he goes for his gun. Um, yeah. Have you got a gun? No, I haven't. It's a mouse, computer mouse. Pick it quick. It's a little. It's a literal mouse. <laughs> but like you, he's uh... he's kind of all burned up. He, he's like. Pussing and oozing and stuff. That's kind of cool, I guess. He's, and he's just got, he's got a gammy eye. He could be a he could be Rainbow if they'd done the sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got yeah. He's he's all burned up. And it's again, I guess this is part of the thing because they do have a conversation about oh, if you kill the guards, you know, they might have like wives and families and all this other stuff. Hmm. Uh, and you hear this guy on the phone to his to his partner saying, "Oh, we'll be home in a minute." Well, assuming nothing happens, like I get burned up in the car. Um. Shouldn't lie about having a gun, though, I guess. Um, and she goes, oh, yeah. can you, uh, if you're IT, can you change my default bro- browser to Chrome? You know, we're, a, we're a Microsoft Edge shop around here. And she goes, oh, right. God. <laughs> yeah. That is it. I am fuming. Burns him up. Uh, and then good. in the original, um, the, the bad chief of the... Oh, sorry, not the original. In the remake, the bad chief of the lab has got her dad and said oh, if he uses powers one more time he'll mm. die and he goes ah i'll use my powers one more time to make you burn me up and she does she burns up that yeah, that's not really nice. obliterates He's gonna everyone constantly know that she killed her dad yeah why do that i guess his problems um, are over he's burned <clears throat> up now he's gonna yeah, worry he about that okay yeah <laughs> I, quite, original... I quite like the effect of the bleeding eyeballs it looked yeah. kind of uh kind of i don't know kind of interesting um, Again, like... was it a bit Stranger Things? Because Eleven kind of gets the bleedy nose every time she does something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It felt a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um feel like there should have been like the idea of going to a secret government lab where they do tests on people with powers makes you think. Oh, if you went into that lab, what think about all, all the cool stuff you'd find? There's like nothing in there. <laughs> yeah. It's either like a game they've released and not filled out all the content yet. Yeah, there's no there's yeah. no textures in there. It's like a it's like one of the vaults from Fallout in um but without the interesting yeah, six. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. in the remake. But yeah, but I think you already mentioned like she opens the with her newfound computer powers, she opens yeah. all the cells and just John Rainbird is in there who walks past uh one of the lab techs again tries to stitch her because oh I'm on your side, I'll help you escape. And then she's literally like Pointing to a guard, going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not falling uh, for that. And then she yeah. goes, "There's a guard behind me, isn't there? I'm going to blow you both up with fire powers." And then, no doubt, huge departure in the endings, right? Like in the yeah. in the remake, basically, she meets some fireproof men who are um, not able to be got by a power because they've got big asbestos suits on. Um, John Rainbird comes out, shoots them. She stops at the edge of the base. I've burned everyone up. Yeah, goes, but come on, then I'll take you off. Come with me now. Can't she start the fire inside the suits? Yeah, you feel, you'd think so. Yeah, 
It's weird. Oh, it's yeah. kind of weird. And, and again, I don't understand the why our clothes don't burn or anything like that. Um, it's a bit weird. Yeah. It doesn't really explain that, I guess. But, you know, I suppose it doesn't need to. We kind of understand why. She she gets to the beach and, like, she's like I'm tired now. She has a little lie down on the beach. And then Rainbird scoops her up. This is the guy who killed her mum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Captured her dad. And killed the guy. Um... She knows. She knows that. It's not like she's being manipulated. She knows this yeah. is the person who killed her mum. Killed Irv. Yeah. Or at least shot him in the leg. He's at the very least yeah. poorly. Yeah. Um, poorly leg. And he's got in... no eyebrows. No kid likes someone without eyebrows. I don't think he has eyebrows, do I? Don't look right. Yeah. Um, but in this, but in yeah, in the original, sorry, in this remake, she just lets him carry her off at the end, and then it just—I guess—we assume that he's gonna bring her up now. Yeah, I think they're gonna grow up to be super people. Super people together. Super team. Fire and rain. So it's you know, yeah, like team up there. Yeah. Because I when I when I first yeah. met them, I was like, oh, is he gonna have rain powers? Is Rainbird like a code name? No. It's just his no, name, coincidentally. His name. Um. Whereas in the original, Rainbird gets burnt up and then just lots of faceless goons get obliterated by wicked fireball powers and like, you know, yeah. fire coming along the floor towards you and all these other things. And she's um, bulletproof as well. Yeah, she's oh, because she can stop bullets now as well. Because that's how she stops John Rainbird. She just evaporates his bullet. Mm. Um, uh, she mugs everyone off, burns everyone up, and then has the presence of mind to hitchhike back to this farm which you definitely remember where it was <laughs> what yeah. would she even say i was at a farm uh, i was at a farm a while ago house. can you take yeah. me to irv's house oh well, that's yeah. okay right you've, there you've got, you got the got, right taxi, the one I, taxi am I, know him. Yeah. <laughs> I am <Irv>. and then <laughs> irv takes her to the new york times where she's going to tell her story hmm. yeah. here we go we're not going to be laughed at the building let's go yeah. So there we go. I mean, a little bit less detailed and more random than than sometimes we go through these things. We're jumping between two films, but yeah, that that's the two of them effectively. It's a bit of a roller coaster ride. I think it's fairly light in terms of detail. This is definitely a film you could get away with having on in the background. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But some there interesting things. More so for me in the original. Fire Charter. Oh, hang on a sec. We've got some name game for you. The name game. <laughs> Is that one of the answers now? Might be. Um, so number one, uh, it's about a guy who passes gas and says it wasn't him. A liar. Uh, liar farter. Liar farter. Yep. The next one What's is about a bride whose tights keep falling down and her bridesmaids like, why don't you... So tights keep falling down. Yeah, get, get a higher get higher garter. Close, but you could why don't you try a garter? Try a garter. Yeah, why don't you try a garter? <laughs> try you try a garter? garter for God's sake. <laughs> um, next one. Um this is about a guy who's like a regular guy, but he <laughs> comes from a heavenly place and he died for our sins. So he he comes from a I would just say a higher place and he died for our sins. Higher. Higher Jesus. <laughs> higher Jesus, son of God, holy man. 
Uh, come with higher martyr. Higher martyr, of course. Oh, that's a good one. Very good. That's a good one. I, 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 I. <laughs> and the last one I've got here is um, a guy who simply cannot eat fish and chips without an accompanying sauce. L- something tartar. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> he simply cannot eat it. Uh, it's two syllables instead of the. Well, I guess yeah, that makes it. It still works. It's two syllables. Fire, fire, fire. Yeah. Not without tartar. Require tartar. Require oh, tartar. Good Very as good. well. Slow today. Slow. Very slow. You got on any any off the top of the off the top of the dome, Ben? Uh no, have you, Andy? Um, all right. It, it's a film about um some lovable East End of London larrikins. Uh, all the same, all the same man cloned several times. His daughter's there as well. Uh, and <laughs> they, and they have a little a little race in little mini cars around a track, and they throw little turtle shells at each other. Uh, see who's going to be the winner. Mario Carter. It's not Mario though, it's someone else, Carter. An East End an East End of London Larrikin. Really personality. He's a bit of a joker. He's a a funny man called David Cameron a slag once, and then that's what landed him in this go-karting adventure. Oh Danny Dyer Carter. It's Dyer Dyer Carter, very Dyer Carter. (laughs) And his daughter's there as well, who's also called Danny Dyer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm not, gonna, I'm not. I'm not gonna top that. I'm not even gonna attempt it. And I apologise in advance. But yeah. What about? <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more as well. Let's see what what about Scottish guy? Yeah. Is uh, standing in the middle of a road, and uh, a bit of a car rolls down and knocks him off his feet. And then he calls someone of his friend. He says, you're not going to believe what's happened to me. He explains. And he goes, no, that, what, really? And then he says. Tire. Um, Tire. Knocked him off his feet. What, what, what hit you again? A tire did. I, <laughs> a car tire. <laughs> a car I a car tire. <laughs> I uh, being Scottish was an important thing. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ! I can't even so, comprehend that. I can't function. So, in in the film I have, there is a there is a young family, and following experiments, they will just absolutely. There's two things they won't tolerate. Uh, a young a man won't tolerate. One of them is having clothes that are damp after they come out of the wash. When he, when he buys when he buys that product <laughs> when he buys the product to do that he just will not pay full price for it he has to haggle dryer barter dryer barter <laughs> <laughs> dryer dry barter we know what Luke's superpower is if, if he's got that what's the name of the drug yeah. lot six I'm just really good at working out clues for anything I'll get it I'll get the answer right away <laughs> that's his mutant power before we go into the um into rating the film, would you like to know what happens in the sequel, Firestarter Rekindled? The fire, yeah. they put at it the... out. They put it out. Fires, everything's on fire. Put it out. Is that well, what they... 
it gets rekindled. So does basically, Luke still does Luke still think this is the game? <laughs> I can't so basically, Charlie, uh, she does manage to successfully make her powers back off, and she's been a she's been a librarian now for a little bit. She's grown oh, up. And that's she, the worst place a fire starter. Yeah. All those dry books. Well, she spends all of her time researching how to control pyrokinesis powers. Don't know how many books there are about that, but she's doing all right. Um, so it turns out that there is a there is a lawyer who there's been a class action lawsuit that means the the shop has been sued and he's got a lovely check to um, to clear to give all the people that were wrongfully lot sixed. Um, but guess what, guys? It's not really a class action lawsuit. It was all a ruse because John Rainbird, not dead. Um, he's a bit he scared. He's a ruse, didn't he? Jesus. Yeah, he's the only other ruse. <laughs> the ruse in this case is that there's not a class action lawsuit and there's a check for her. It's that he has made that up and he's using it to lure, them, lure all the lot six people out so he can kill them. And he is. Um, What's his problem? He's scarred from being in the fire. He hasn't got off unscathed, don't worry. Um, so it's realistic. He's there. And he's Ma- he's Malcolm McDowell now, though. Um, oh, wow. So he's been, he's been the scarred. Cast. Dennis Hopper in it as well. Dennis Hopper's in it as well, yeah. Uh, so, by the way, Rainbird has also... He's perfected the experiment, and he's got a group of six, six, six lads that help him with unusual abilities. One has the power of suggestion... One can sense truth and deception, not as good. Uh, two can move things with their minds. One has a destructive voice from hell. There's a destructive voice from hell, not, not my words, the words of the Wikipedia. Black Bolt. Yeah, he's Black Bolt. <laughs> but no, no, Black Bolt's just got a destructive voice. Yeah, so he's got he's got a voice from hell that's very destructive. And one of them is the worst of all. Um is an energy sink. He's an energy vampire like Colin Robinson. He can suck the life out of uh, they suck the life out of energy out of anyone he touches, like original recipe cartoon Michael Morbius. So you can do that. You can suck the life out of them. <laughs> Hand suckers. Um, wow. So that anyway, it's a it's a mini series, right? It's a two little little two part mini series. Uh, he robs a bank, tests them as a test of warfare powers of the new decade, but basically the lawyer teams up with with Charlie. And this mm. time she definitely, definitely burns him to death. Take that. Ah, definitely dead. Makes him crispy. She rekindles herself. Yeah, she turns him into ashes. Oh, there we go. Unlucky. So that's what happens Rainbird. in the sequel. So watch there that if you'd like. 2002. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Right. So that's it. last thing to do, we need to rate the movies. Rate good or rate bad. Yeah. Hmm. Right, where are you landing on this one, guys? Right down the middle, I think, for me. Mm. Um, so, I I don't know. I mean, I quite like the overall vibe of the remake in the sense of it being a throwback to 90s action, sci-fi, horror, thriller sort mm. of films. But the third act is really, really weak. Um, so, I give that one a C-. minus. Um, and then I give the original I mean it's still not amazing I mean it is better but I would be tempted to go with a, a classic a classic lukewarm tepid B minus <laughs> wait what not quite good wouldn't quite recommend it no no, no. <laughs> you're sort of saying 
watch it if you like. <laughs> I think a B minus is fair for the original. I might go for, yeah, let's go for a B minus as well. I think it does it a lot better, and I think it's it's got a better cast. The the relationship between characters is just more fleshed out and makes more sense. Um, yeah. and that third act, <clears throat> that third act, which hinges a lot on um, what's his name? Rainbird, the actor's the Rainbird. name. I George said C. John, Scott. I nearly said George C. Riley then. John C. <laughs> Riley, sorry, John <laughs> C. Riley. Um, it hinges on his performance because I think he's a good addition to that third act, which is like okay. There's not there's not so many explosions and people dying and people going blind, but now I'm gonna gonna manipulate you and I like that. Hmm. Whereas it just that third act in the in the remake is just pretty much non-existent. It just seems like it rushes. It's like doing your homework really well. Oh yeah, it's pretty good actually. Yeah, and it goes. I don't know, mate. You got you got five minutes left. You got to write an ending. Uh, and then it was all a dream. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit pathetic. So I'd probably go for a yeah. D for yeah. for the remake. A D can't go any higher than that because i was a bit mm. like it didn't didn't grab my attention as much and then it kind of made me think oh, i don't really want to watch the the original now i'm kind of a bit like but then i was pleasantly surprised by most of it yeah Good times. i think your analogy works spot on ben i the, the one i was thinking of it feels like a kid who is really loves drawing but absolutely gets pig sick of coloring in so they do like a beautiful <laughs> yeah. line drawing and then just like coloring nice oh fuck it just scribble this shit in here and just just get just get through it um yeah for me i think the the biggest crime of the new one it's not it's not performance it's like i think i think it suffers from the time it's come out in and just how common you know superhero stuff is in everyone's lexicon now and how there's an expected level of knowledge that comes from it and we've seen it we've seen more effective horror, horror and thriller elements come into a straight superhero movie than we see superhero stuff come into this horror slash thriller uh, and it suffers for it um, in, in the modern world. But for me, the biggest crime of the remake is that it loses the most interesting parts of the original, this third act with mm. the way that John, John Rainbow's relationship works and there being some meaningful meaningful stuff to it and i can appreciate you don't want to remake something shot for shot but i think they lost the essence of what made this film interesting rather than being disposable you know you see similar things better like even from stephen king adaptations like if you want a young girl struggling with powers and things that there is carry for that even the carry remake which is carry remakes which is, you know, far more accomplished than what this manages to pull off. So I would go C for the original, not perfect, interesting. I'd still recommend you watch it and a D for this one. I'm with you on the Ds. And I, I don't think I need to see this one again, particularly. Yeah. Just shame, a... shame, talented people, decent graphical work, but I'd rather overlook the fact that this, the old one is 40 years old now then yeah, God. I, I could live with the dated visuals because I think the character work is more interesting. Also, um, a point I haven't made, the age of the main character, Charlie, is ve- she's a lot younger in the original, right? She seems like, I don't know, seven, yeah. maybe. 
And then yeah. in the remake, she's like maybe I don't know, twelve, possibly, maybe maybe a little bit younger than that. But I don't know, having her a lot younger seemed to suit it a yeah. lot more, I guess. Uh, but yeah, there we go. That's it. And she burned her mum up. We didn't mention that. Burned her arms right off. Burned oh, she didn't die of that. Yeah. Right, off the, right off their hinges. There we go. Yeah. Um, so next week, I can't remember what we're doing. The birds? The birds, yeah. Birds. Doing a classic next week. Cool. Uh, nice. to that. Um, so thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout where you get access to the episodes bonus content and some free stuff um any plans for more bonus content over there um i think we need to start making plans for what we're going to put out because we haven't done anything since the resident evil ranking episode so we're going to do that maybe on the horizon for a couple of places more yeah oh yeah a couple of interviews as well so let's uh they'll be available soon Cool. Uh, thanks to our current patrons, Lane Spencer, John Crennan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, Ollie Child, Julia Bilgren, Leslie Carlo, and Pazuzu. And um, yeah, does Tash have like uh, some social media presence and stuff for the music? So just TashEaston.com, I believe, is his, is his uh, website. Cool. Um, for the music, yeah. for the theme music, and for the and for the audio clip as well. But yeah, that's all in the show notes. Cool. Um, and thanks to yeah, listeners for uh, listening, for using your ears and listening. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, yeah. And thanks to Michael, who's been and for being right horror dudes. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys, for being right horror dudes as well. See you next one. week for yes. some avian action mishaps. <laughs> Mishaps, definitely mishaps. Some avian uh-ohs. Watch out, everyone. (laughs) For now, back off, I guess. Avian uh uh-ohs sounds like you see your car after some pigeons have flown over. Oh, God. Uh Got a few avian uh uh-ohs all over my car. (laughs) It's just bird shit. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get off quick, though. Don't let it dry. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.